Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsors. When I first went into business, I found out in a hurry that it was lonely at the top. If you're a CEO or business owner and you're feeling lonely at the top, then I'd like to invite you to join us at our Action Coach membership community. It's a community of like-minded business owners that help each other, build each other up, sometimes push and pull each other. If you'd like to learn more, just reach out to me at billgilliland.actioncoach.com, book a session, and I'll give you all the details. Welcome to this week's episode of Epic Entrepreneurs, powered by Action Coach Growth Partners. I'm Bill Gilliland, and I'm here to help you make more money, build better teams, and find the time to do the things you went into business for in the first place. Hello, I'm Jeff McKeon, Managing Partner for Viking of Western North Carolina, based in Asheville, North Carolina, and uh, glad to be with you this morning. Yeah, hi, Jeff. Uh, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about what Viking is and how you got involved with Viking. Viking Mergers and Acquisitions is based in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, it is a leading business advisory firm focused on the uh, acquisition of of small businesses located throughout the Southeast. Uh, we are 10 offices and we are a non-franchise business advisory firm, meaning that I'm an equity partner along with the other partners in the business. Uh, we focus on businesses with enterprise values of 1 million to 50 million. And we typically represent the owners of the business in the sale. And so that's uh, a little bit about Viking. And uh, as far as what we specialize in is really privately owned, closely held businesses in the manufacturing, uh, professional services, construction, engineering, uh, IT, and those type spaces. Yeah, that's awesome. So a couple of questions, but let's start with you. So how did you get involved in this business? I mean, I know you've got a pretty good business background. Yeah, it really started back in the late 90s. I was working for a company. I had a had a long career, successful career with a company called Amp Incorporated. And in 1999, we were acquired by Tyco International and became Tyco Electronics. Uh, during that three-year time period from 1999 to 2002, Tyco did over 700 acquisitions. And I was at the time a director of operations, and many of those um, came into to my a role of responsibility for integration. So I was working on the integration side of acquisitions and was recruited to go to work for a company out of Baltimore to join their corporate acquisitions team. And so I made that transition from Tyco to the Baltimore-based company and uh, was really focused then on helping them acquire companies and integrate those companies uh, in as, um, as part of their, their operating structure. From that, I was engaged in a couple of acquisitions in the automotive uh, sector and really sort of became part of the automotive industry on the manufacturing side here in the U.S. And I really enjoyed it and made a lot of good contacts. So in 2009, uh, I had the opportunity to uh, form a company with two partners and we kicked it off in January of 2010 with a plan to grow that business in the automotive industry uh, in a 10-year time period and then sell it. So it was a built-to-sell concept, and we were successful in doing that. We sold the company in 2007 uh, to a publicly traded company on the Paris Exchange. They acquired us through their U.S. subsidiary. 
So with all the merger and acquisition, business ownership um, experience that I had, I really wanted to get back home, so to speak. So I had been uh, traveling. I averaged about 43 weeks a year on the road for 15 years, and I was ready to get back home to Western North Carolina. I've always lived in Western North Carolina. I was born here. I was raised here. I live here. And I just have a real affinity uh, for Western North Carolina and our people here and the business owners. So I began researching opportunities to not only own and operate a business here, but to really help business owners. That, that was my passion. And that's something that I wanted to fulfill. So I knew of Viking. I knew Jay Offerdahl, our founder and CEO of Viking. I knew Jay. I knew many of the team members and the partners. They've got a great reputation and just really the kind of people I wanted to associate myself with. So um, I joined Viking as the managing partner. My son was working here. Eric was working here in the area um, for a various number of small businesses as um, as in a, a controller. So he's got a really good business background and financial background. So we joined together and uh, he works with me and um, we've been able to, um, I think, really bring a higher level of expertise and um, not only uh, helping business owners get an idea about the valuation of their company, but help them really <clears throat> begin to think about exiting and what's next for them and what's next for their business, what's next for their family, what's next for their employees. And so we are true intermediaries. Uh, we're not just um, a broker, so to speak. Uh, we are true advisors and we really um, work very, very closely in some cases for a very long time with our clients to help them prepare for that um, successful exit. Yeah, I think most people, when they go into business, they, they may not even go into it with the idea that they, with the end in mind with, you know, what's going to happen, how's this thing going to transition or what's the succession so what, what is your advice for business owners on timing? Like when should they start thinking about exiting the business? That's a great question, Bill, because often we sit down with business owners and it's a fallacy that we think we can time the market, so to speak. Um, you know, the volatility and our economy and everything that we see and have experienced, we know that things can change and they can change quickly. Um, the recent um, COVID uh, pandemic is a great example of that. It seemed like overnight, everything just changed. And so trying to time the market isn't the best approach to take when you're thinking about the potential of eventually exiting and selling your business. I advise business owners to, to set a goal out there. It, it may be a time-based goal. It may be a personal goal. It may be something that you really want to work toward. And, um, you know, and, and think about it and then begin planning for it. Um, give myself as an example of that. When I started the business with the two partners, I was a little bit older than them. I was turning 50 at the time. And I knew that I didn't want to do that forever. So we set a, a time horizon of 10 years. We said, we're going to build a business. We're going to grow a business and we're going to sell the business within a 10 year time period. So we began to plan on that, focus on that. Uh, and I know that's an exception to the way that most business owners look at their businesses. But if you're reaching a certain age, um, if you've got things you want to do, maybe it's uh, you want to exit, sell your business, travel, retire, play golf, whatever it is you want to do, begin visualizing yourself doing that. 
And then let's start talking about what it's going to take to get there. We just recently closed on the sale of a business uh, located in Fletcher, North Carolina. The business owner came to us in 2018 and she outlined what her goals were for the future, uh, what her age was, what her retirement targeted age was, what she wanted to accomplish. Uh, We started working with her in 2018 uh, and we worked with her over a four year period to prepare her business for sale. She wanted to get up to a certain level of value. We gave her some insight on what to do. Uh, She developed a plan and she worked the plan to perfection. And uh, she had a target date that she wanted to sell the business by. And uh, we were within just a few weeks of her target date that she set for herself four years earlier. And that's a great example of of a business owner who had a very successful business that she founded, that she started, that she ran, that she benefited from for many years. But she really began visualizing herself doing something else. And she formulated the plan working with us and her other trusted advisors, which included her financial planner, her CPA, her attorney. And together as a team, we were able to get her to where she wanted to be. And uh, that's very rewarding for us. Um, you know, we do this as a business. I tell people I'm not the Red Cross. Uh, I, I, I do this as a business. But beyond that, it really makes us feel good when we get that business owner across the finish line and we are able to celebrate with them the accomplishment of all their years of hard work. All right. So that's the right way to do it, to plan it out, to get your trusted advisors and um, work through the plan to, 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 to hit a goal. What's the wrong way to do it? The wrong way to do it is wait for the crisis to happen. And uh, those things do occur. Uh, and to have that crisis happen, it could be a healthcare crisis. It could be a family crisis. It could be a financial crisis. It could be a marriage crisis. Uh, when we get the call from a business owner that says, I've got to sell my business and I've got to sell it now, that's not a good sign. Um, we don't do fire sales. We don't do liquidations. We don't do bankruptcies. There's people who do. We don't. Um, we sell good, sound, solid businesses that um, are have potential for the next owner to um, to grow. So when you're in that crisis mode, um, people don't think clearly um, and people don't act decisively with regards to wise decisions. So waiting for that crisis to happen, it may be the economic crisis. Uh, You know, we all as business owners and entrepreneurs, I think there's something that we all sort of have in common, which is we're 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 perennially optimistic. Okay. (laughs) And we always think that next year is going to be better um, than it is right now. And I can grow it even larger and I can make even more money. And and that's the way that we're sort of tuned. And there's there's nothing wrong with that. But we've also got to look at things realistically. And we know that things run in cycles. There's economic cycles. We've already been through a, a good, sound, solid run of you know eight or ten years here. Now we're getting ready to go through another cycle. And I advise business owners to not wait until a moment of desperation to think about selling your business. It should be something that if you do intend to sell your business someday, um, start thinking about it, start talking about it, start planning for it. Let's meet. Um, there's no cost, no obligation uh, for meeting with us for a consultation. 
we really want to be a resource that people can come to, a sounding board, share ideas with. And uh, that's what we're in the in the business for. And that's why I'm in Western North Carolina doing this. So one of the KPIs or key performance indicators that I always look at in businesses is or, or try to get some kind of hand alone. I think a lot of business owners miss this is, you know, what's what's my sort of the current valuation of my business and is it is it rising? Um, talk a little bit about valuations and, 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 and do you get outside people to do that for you, third parties, or is that something you do on the back of an envelope? How, how do you do it? That's a, that is a perfect question, Bill, and that is one that we deal with on a day-to-day basis. Um, let me give you an overview to begin with. There's a lot of different ways of coming up with the valuation of a business, okay? Um, there's um, accountants will take a look at it uh, from their perspective. Um, there's online resources, which are not very accurate and, and reliable, uh, there's discounted cash flow methodologies that larger corporations use. Uh, we are we are in tune to all of those. We understand them all. We we have the models. We understand the math. But for small businesses, and when we're talking small businesses, in our our definition is an enterprise value of less than five million. The, that valuation should really be based upon the cash flow of the business. How much? is the business generating an annual cash flow that benefits the owner. Now, keep in mind, we're talking about a privately owned, closely held business um, that potentially has an enterprise value of less than $5 million. And so we're really focused on getting to that cash flow. It's called seller's discretionary earnings. Some people call it adjusted EBITDA. Um, And we're going to work through the most recent tax returns. We're talking about the past three or four years. We're going to look at the current year's performance. So we're going to be pulling balance sheets and P&L statements, and we're going to put that in our model. We have a model built specifically for uh, small businesses, and um, it's very, very accurate. It's been refined over the 26 years that we've been in business, and we've done tens of thousands of valuations. And this is called a relative market approach. So what we're trying to get to in our valuation is understanding what that mark that business would probably sell for in today's market, given today's conditions in an arm's length transaction. So we're going to end up giving a opinion of value and that'll usually be a range of value. And in that range of value, we will explain to the business owners, all of those factors that we built into that valuation. So we present a valuation model to them. We show them all the math. We give them all the inputs. And for a business owners that's just beginning to think about, you know, the potential of selling their business, we call it a stake in the ground. So we're going to we're going to have a stake in the ground. And then moving forward, we can come back every six months or every year and we can update that valuation. And we can show then what's happening to the business with regards to the performance of the business, but also the economic and market conditions. You know, one of the things that we're having to deal with right now is the cost of lending. So with a business under five million, we make certain assumptions and we assume that that business will be bought perhaps by an individual, you know, someone that is planning to own and operate that business. And we're going to look at what 
they would potentially have to do in terms of obtaining a loan to buy that business. So we're going to factor in what the interest rates are. We're going to look at debt service as a percentage of cash flow. And we're going to show all of that in our business valuation model so that business owners can really begin to understand what moves the needle on the valuation. I'll give you an example. Yesterday, I was meeting with the business owner and his wife, and they they can't quite understand why the cost of lending would affect the value of their business. And so a buyer comes in is planning to buy their business and is now faced with an increased interest rate on the loan needed to buy that business. Why does that affect the value of the business? So we had an hour long discussion going through our our business valuation model, showing them what the effect of varying interest rates are on the value of a business. And we probably understand that pretty well in the relationship between uh, the the price of a home and the interest rates for buying a home. We, we can really wrap our heads around that. We're all more experienced, I believe, in real estate purchases and home purchases and what the effect of interest rates have on home sales. But when we start talking about it as being part of a business, it's still a a foreign concept. And what we try to do is we try to clear out all of that and put it in in a presentation and go through it and and discuss it in the level of detail that hopefully helps start to clear that up. And it's like the aha moment when business owners, you sit down with them and they finally see the numbers, see how all of it works. And then they understand and they have that aha moment. And now they can really begin to understand what all these various factors um, have on the value of their business. Yeah. One thing I want to touch on that you brought up is that it's a bit of a myth that, you know, when you sell your business, there's not going to be some sort of financing involved. You know, people think that, you know, okay, my business is worth a million dollars. I'm going to get a check for a million dollars. That, that, that rarely happens. The stats just don't bear that out. Uh, what's, what's your thoughts on that? When we do the valuation and we're talking about listing the business and we go through the entire discussion, I tell business owners, be prepared for a buyer and the buyer's lender to ask you to finance 5 to 15% of this acquisition. I go ahead and put it out on the table early and quick because business owners need to know that that's a very real possibility that they may have to um, consider in the deal structure. Now, there are times when I tell buyers and I tell lenders that under no circumstances will my client consider a uh, seller note. And some of those conditions may be the age of the business owner. It may be the health condition of the business owner. So, you know, th- there there are some times that I will say, listen, you know, this, this deal structure cannot include a seller's note. But generally speaking, I leave it open-ended because I believe that business owners need to understand that there's reasons why that a lender and a buyer of that business may be asking for that note. Um, it's to help in, with the, you know, cash injection or the um, equity injection that the, the buyer is going to be making, generally speaking, especially if they're going the SBA route. But there's also, they want to keep some skin in the game. Um, you know, they, they want that business owner to be at least mentally engaged in the success of that business post-acquisition. Right. So it all becomes points of negotiation. So I just tell business owners with regards to this, keep an open mind. You haven't seen a deal 
on the table yet. Uh, let's talk about it when it is on the table, but be prepared. Don't be shocked if that's what's being asked for. Yeah, sure thing. So uh, we've got time for about one more point. What What is one last point that you would like to make about that business owners need to know about contacting you? Maybe we'll just do that. How, how can people get in touch with Jeff McKeon? What's the best way for them to the do The best that? way to get in touch with Jeff McKeon is to give me a call. I'm going to give you my, my cell phone number, which is area code 828-808-5528. Again, that number is 828-808-5528. Or you can uh, Google us. Uh, we, we will pop up right up on Google at Viking Mergers and Acquisitions, Asheville, North Carolina. Um, and then you can... Um, Go online and in, submit an inquiry. Uh, if you're a business owner uh, looking to sell, uh, you can submit that. If you're looking to buy a business, uh, you can also make an inquiry that uh, via the web page that way. So we're easy to find. We're located um, in the Skyland area of Asheville, right there, Hendersonville Road and Long Shoals. So we're part of the community. We're very engaged in the community, and we'd love to hear from you if you're seeking to sell or buy a business in Western North Carolina. Well, thanks, Jeff. This has been uh, super educational. I uh, appreciate having, having you on the show. Thanks, Bill. I look forward to seeing you again soon. And until next time, all the best. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Epic Entrepreneurs. Here's four things you can do. First, you can listen every week on Biz Radio Mondays at 1. Second, you can subscribe to the podcast. Hey, you get it. The more subscribers we have, the more cool things we can offer you. Three, you can also go out and give us a five-star rating everywhere. And number four, if you'd like a free copy of my book, The Coach Approach, Five Principles to Build an Epic Business, just go to giftfrombill.com. It's your roadmap to building your epic business. That's giftfrombill.com. Until next time, all the best. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.